Welcome to our FLC audio broadcast. We believe today's word will empower you to lead a strong life. Now, let's begin and get ready for this week's inspiring message. You guys ready to rock and roll on some Word of God? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. All right, well, grab your Bibles, grab your iPhones, grab your iPads, grab your iFriend, and uh, let's get ready to talk about the Word today. We're going to continue our conversation about the path. And uh, today I want to talk to you specifically about a kind of path. But I want to ask you a question. Wouldn't it be amazing if you had an angel that kind of would just go around with you all day long and uh, help you make decisions, choose the right words to say, uh, choose what, what different kind of things that you should do, people should get involved with. Wouldn't it be cool to have that? Yeah. Somebody used to tell you what to do and where to go and what to say? I think it would be awesome, and that might be why a lot of guys call their wives angels. I'm not sure, but, uh, but it'd be kind of like a remote control, wouldn't it? Think, I want you to think about a remote control situation. Anybody ever had a remote control car or anything like that? Nobody? Nobody in here has ever had anything remote control? You've not lived until you've had an RC car or plane or helicopter or something to uh, let you have a little bit of fun in life. Somebody asked me uh, earlier, they said, is that Grant's or yours? I said, it's mine. <laughs> Can't you tell? Isn't it cool how this thing will just kind of go wherever you want it to go? You know what I mean? It, like it just, uh, you can tell it what to do and it, it, it does it. You keep thinking, I'm going to, whoa. That, that's, that's all right. That's all right. You can just, yeah, just hand it up to me. Thank you. No, that's all right. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your help. I actually think... What I, what I need, what I actually need is just something, I need something bigger than this. Something that would kind of get the point across a little bit better. I need something bigger. I wish I had a bigger remote control situation, a bigger remote control or car or something remote to show you. Wish I had something bigger. Oh, yeah, okay. Whoa, what? What is this? This is cool. What, what is this? How do you use it? Press this big red button. Press the big red button? Like this? Yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Whoa, dude. No way. What is this? What is that? I give you Theos, and as long as you believe, he will fight for you. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Check that out. Dude, this cool, guys. Oh! Snap! He's looking at me. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Check that thing out. You gotta be kidding me. It's huge! That's awesome! That's the greatest thing ever. It's perfect. How many would like to have something like that go around with you everywhere? How cool would that be, right? Theos, pick me up a Starbucks. Everybody give Theos a great big round of applause this morning. Come on. Thanks, guys. 
How cool is that, right? Bye-bye. I hit, it, I hit his good night button. That's what happened. Is that a cool robot or what, you guys? That was uh, a part of the, uh, everything that was going on yesterday at, at Spring Blast for the kids. Uh, we had nearly 400 people with us here yesterday. How exciting is that? Came out for Spring Blast. The kids did an absolutely amazing job. But I do want to kind of use uh, this picture as an example of what I'm talking about today with the directed path. And that is this idea, you know, if we're going to be what God wants us to be, if we're going to do what he wants us to do and accomplish what he has for us to accomplish, we got to get on the same frequency with God. How many of you know I could grab this remote control, but if it's not on the same frequency as the car, do everything I want to to the controls and buttons, the car's not going anywhere. A lot of times in life, the reason that we don't experience the goodness of God is because we're not on the right frequency with God. How many of you this morning are on a faith frequency? Anybody? Are you still on the uh, whether or not the ham's going to be done by the time church is over frequency? Or, wow, she really smells good this morning frequency. What frequency are you on right now? And I would encourage you, if you're going to receive from the Word of God today, you've got to get on the God frequency. So look at somebody just tell them, say, get on God's frequency. Listen, maybe today you would describe the path that you're on as dark. Maybe you would describe the path that you're on today as confusing or filled with obstacles, twists and turns. Or maybe you would just say, my path is intense. I have a lot going on and you're trying to find greater clarity in your life. But here's what I want you to know is no matter what, there's good news for you. No matter what path you find yourself on today, there's good news for you. God has a way to get you on the right path. Anybody interested on the right, in the right path today? Being on the right path. What is that? That's a path that takes confusion and turns it into direction. It's a path that takes darkness and turns it into illumination. It's a path that takes twists and turns and makes your way straight. It's a path that takes obstacles and gives you a way of getting around them and turning them into stepping stones. It's a path that takes busyness and turns it into effectiveness. Anybody interested in the right path today? Well, this path that I want to talk to you about today is called, I call it, the directed path. Look at somebody just tell them, say, the directed path. Listen, the reality is this, is as believers, we have access to the directed path, access to to the directed path. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Proverbs 3 and 5 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will direct your path. God will direct your path. When you lean unto God, when you seek him, and acknowledge him in all that you do, he directs your paths. And so there are some things I want to show you today about the directed path. The first thing that I want you to understand about the directed path is that the directed path has a guide. The directed path has a guide. Now I want you to look at this picture behind me real quickly. And I want you to notice a few things. There's a lot going on in this picture. And I want to point out just a few things if I could. Number one, the guy with the microphone is the guide. The guy with the microphone is the guide. 
But here's what I want you to notice about this picture a little bit. First of all, I want you to notice the direction in which the guide is pointing. Everybody say which way the guide is pointing. He's pointing that direction. And now I gotta, I gotta tell you, right off the bat when I saw this picture, I began to instantly relate to this gentleman. And I wanna show you why I began to instantly relate to this gentleman. As a leader, as a pastor, y'all are probably ahead of me, aren't you? See which way he's pointing? I, I want you to notice which way most everybody is looking. She's taking a picture of Big Ben or whatever that is over there, Parliament, something, I don't know. Look at the direction, even the lady over here in the corner, which way she's looking over that way. And so you got people, we know he's pointing in a direction. He's being the guy. He's talking about the history. They're all just kind of over here in La La Land. No comment. But I want you to notice what else is going on. Now, in the, in the, the next picture I want to show you somebody who's actually paying attention. It's like one out of 10, 10%, right? Yeah. 10% is actually looking in the direction that the guide is pointing and paying attention to what the guide is saying, right? Now, now, granted, keep in mind, all these people paid a price to be on the bus. They're just kind of doing their own thing. But you'll also notice there in the background, right below his armpit, not only are there people not paying attention, they're pointing in their own direction. Do you see this? They're, they're being their own tour guys. You can tell the lady who has her arm way up in the air, she's talking to a friend. Now, I saw that the other day. Somebody tell me about that. And she's like sharing all of her knowledge, right? Her knowledge, the first time being through the trip, probably never been there before, but she knows everything about because she read it somewhere online on Wikipedia. And so now she should be the, the tour guide. Isn't that interesting, though? What you see in this picture with, with the guide, everybody say the guide. Thank you, Heather. Now, I want you to understand that when the Bible talks about the guide, in John 16 and 13, we're about to read this. In John 16, 13, the Bible talks about the guide. And he said, Jesus said this, he says, When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Jesus says, I'm giving you a guide. Everybody say, a guide. He says, I'm, I'm leaving you a guide. It is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit that God has given us is our guide in life. But this word guide, when you translate it from the Greek, is actually the word hodesio. Everybody say hodesio. Now you can go to lunch and tell everybody you know Greek. You'd be like, what is it? Just say hodesio. And they ask you what that means. Just say, I have no clue. No, it means guide, hodesio. And the idea of this word guide in John 16, 13, hodesio is a tour guide. Everybody say tour guide. See, what is a tour guide? A tour guide knows every twist. They know every turn. They know all the history. They know where you should stop. They know what you should avoid. If you ever go to a foreign country, you probably should have a tour guide. Why? Because they know the land. They know the, the, the neighborhoods you should go into. They know the neighborhoods you should stay out of. They know the places you should eat. They know the places you should not eat. They know the people you should talk to. They know how to translate the things that you're trying to say. Because after all, as Americans, when we go abroad, we think there are two languages, American and louder. Right? So you go up to somebody in a foreign country and you say, I'd like an apple. And they say, no, nobody, but now it's somebody, I'm not somebody, apple. 
Yeah. I like an apple. I like an apple. Like louder is going to make it better, right? It doesn't work that way, does it? No. You need a tour guide, someone who can translate for you, take you where you need to be, when you need to be there, keep you out of trouble, keep you on the right path. And Jesus says of the Holy Spirit, he said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will be your tour guide. How many of you know you got one shot at this tour called life and none of us have been through it before? It's your first time on the bus. Are you going to be like the people in the back who think they know everything and say, well, let me take over. I know exactly what I'm doing. Really? You've been through this thing called life how many times? Well, you don't know what I've been through. I know what you've been through, but you haven't been through everything yet. Are, are you with me today, church? Or are we going to be like the people in the front that just kind of aren't really paying attention? I'm just on the bus. Hey, whatever. I know, I, God, I, I know you said go that way, God, but I'm, I'm pretty interested in what I'm looking at over here. Give me a second. Let me, let me just kind of take this in. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. No, he said he would be a tour guide. Would it be important for us to pay attention to the tour guide? Yeah, because you don't know when the next restroom is going to be. If he says this is a good place for a potty break, it might be a good time to stop and go to the restroom. Because it could be hours before, right? And after all, you're not the only person on the tour. And if the whole tour has to stop for you every time you got to hit the potty, I got to go again. I got to go again. Can we stop again? I'm tired. Can we sit down? I don't want to go no more. I don't wanna... Right? Anybody know anybody like that in life? We need a tour guide, guys. And Jesus said, I've given you a tour guide, a hodesio. You know, you and I might not know what is around the next corner, but our Hodesio knows. Our Hodesio knows. You and I might not know what obstacles we're about to face, but our Hodesio knows. This isn't registering for you. You'd be a lot more excited about this, I promise you. Because Jesus said he'll tell us about the future. You mean the Holy Spirit is going to keep me from something that's in my tomorrow, even though I don't know it? If you follow Hodesio, he will. But if you're looking off over into the distance, if you're pointing your own direction, if you're taking a nap in the back of the bus, you're going to miss it. Run right into the obstacle every time. Can I get a witness? Anybody done that before? How many times does it take us running into the same thing to finally get a clue and go, Hodesio, where are you? I need you. I'm going to get a dog and name it Hodesio. I like it. He said he would guide us. Guide us with, now watch this word, truth. Guide us with truth. This word truth means not concealing. I love this. Truth means not concealing. It means revealing, revelation. There's a, there's a word that's popping around, around right now in our society, and that word is genuine. Genuine is kind of the hot buzzword right now. Well, I just want to love that's genuine. I just want to be around people who are genuine. What does that mean? Genuine means not fake. It means not concealing. It means revealing. I just want to be around people who are genuine, who genuinely love God, 
genuinely love. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? And genuinely love people. Genuinely want to serve the Lord. Well, what is that? What we're saying as a society is we're saying, I'm, I'm tired of fake. I'm tired of, the, I'm tired of the concealed. But Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would not conceal things from us, but he revealed things to us. And I got to tell you, sometimes it makes us uncomfortable. Sometimes the truth is not the fuzzy warmy. Sometimes the truth is the prickly. Sometimes the truth does not make us excited about our current reality. But if we'll follow the truth, if we'll keep our eyes on our Hadesio, if we'll follow our tour guide, he'll lead us through this life in a way that helps us to avoid obstacles, overcome situations, have victory, and enjoy life a little bit more. But it takes us realizing, number one, we don't know everything. We don't know at all. That might come as a surprise for you. I'm sorry to have to bring that up in a group setting. I know we probably should have just had coffee so we could talk about that. You work your way through the reality that you, we don't know everything. But aren't we glad that we can know what we need to know when we follow the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit? Anybody glad you have an, a Hodesio on this path? See, the directed path, that's what you're looking at with the guy on the bus. You're looking at... The direct, he's directing the path. He's telling the bus driver where to go. He's talking about everything that you see. He's telling you what's about to come. He's getting you ready. Watch out for this bump. Now we're about to go down a hill. When you look to your right, as soon as we turn this corner, you're going to see a big bill. Why? Because he knows the path. You and I don't know the path. We might have learned a lot from our past, but we don't know the future. We don't know the future. But say, I don't know the future. You might have a lot of personal experience in life, but you don't know the future. I don't know the future. But our Hodesio knows the future. Our Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that God has given us knows the future. So you have to understand there's a guide on this path. Number two, the directed path requires us to lean. Everybody lean to your left. Everybody lean to your right. The directed path requires us to lean. You ever heard of this uh, phrase? Somebody would say something like they'll say, well, I'm leaning toward. You ever heard that phrase? What they mean is I'm considering, I'm thinking about, this is the thing that I'm leaning toward. Let me read to you Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs 4, 20 says this, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. You ever heard somebody say this? Well, I'm inclined to. A lot of times we'll say, I'm inclined to think, or I'm inclined to feel. Have you ever heard that phrase before? So we say things like, I'm leaning toward, I'm inclined to. When you think about these words, tilted, Inclined, bent, changed, altered, favored, inclined, abated, diminished, driven, yielded. All those words are, are summed up into the word inclinatio, which is the original root Latin word of inclined, which is directly connected to lean. Leaning, inclining, inclination, slope, bent, all those kinds of things. I'm bent toward thinking this way. I'm inclined to believe this. What I'm leaning toward is this. Those, all those words, those phrases mean the same thing, which simply means yield to, giving into, 
tilting toward or being changed by. So when you think about what Proverbs 4 and 20 says, it says this, My son, give attention to my words. Yield to, bend toward, favor, tilt toward, and be changed by my words. Are you seeing this today? We, we talk about hearing the word of God, but guys, we got to create a leaning in our lives. We've got to learn to lean on God's word. We've got to learn to lean on the strength of God. I'm not talking about a lean where we mention God. I'm talking about our, our life is inclined to lean on God, that we are bent toward the word of God, that we are yielded to the word of God, that we favor the word of God in our lives. Above all else, we favor God's word. We're bent toward God's word. We're bent toward serving God. We're yielded. Are you seeing this? See, the directed path requires us to lean. You can't be directed if you're not leaning. Because if you're not leaning, you're not inclined, you're not bent, you're not following. When I was a kid, uh, my brother and I, where I was, was probably about 10 years old, and we were at a camp. I think it was a KOA Yogi Bear camp. Anybody remember those? And uh, they had a go-kart track, and it was really super cool. And I was about 10 years old. I was too small, too young to drive a go-kart by myself. And so uh, my brother, my oldest brother, Dan, let me ride with him. And these go-karts were fast. At least they seemed really fast to me. I was young, so... They seem really fast. I mean, it's just a regular oval track. And we'd go around the corner. Dan would gun it, and he'd get going fast down the straightaway. We'd hit the corner, and he'd hit that corner real hard, and he'd throw me the opposite direction, you know? That's a, that's a natural law of, of physics that pulls you in a direction when you go around. Centrifugal force says you're going to keep going when the car says, no, we're going this way. So I'd go toward the outside, and it'd make the go-kart slide. First kind of couple of times that happened, I was a little concerned about it. And so Dan threw uh, yells at me as we're driving around. He goes, you got to lean into the turns. <laughs> so me being a kid, you know, kids say things pretty literally, right? Yeah. And so what I would do then, once, once he yelled that at me, because I was kind of a little freaked out about the fact the thing was sliding all over the place. I'm like, we're going to go into the tires. He's got to lean into the turns. And so when he'd come, he'd, he'd go into the turn. And sure enough, I'd be leaning. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't like this. I was like, and I don't think I stopped leaning all the way around the track. We'd come out of the turn, and I'd straighten up for about two seconds, and then, boom, I was leaning again. I didn't want to miss the turn, right? Guys, that's how we have to be where it concerns God in our lives. We got to lean into him all the time. Why don't you just lean with me this morning a little bit? Come on, lean on God. Just a little. How many of you? need to lean on God more in your life. Well, Proverbs teaches us, lean on God, not your own understanding. You're not your own tour guide. You don't know your way around this. You need to lean on your hadesio. You need to lean on the word of God. You need to learn, lean on the power of God and say, God, I need you in this moment. Show me where to go. Show me where to stop. Show me what to say. Show me when to shut up. Show me when to be passionate. Show me when to chill out. Help me. Show me. Hadesio, I need you. Be my tour guide because I'm leaning on you. We've got to lean. When we lean, we are inclined, we are yielded, and God begins to direct our path. See, it's a picture of submission and not sovereign control. 
What is sovereign control? See, a lot of people believe that, well, God's God and he's just going to do in my life whatever he wants to do, and I, there's nothing I can do about it. But we know that's not true. And the reason we know that's not true is being the basic fact of salvation. The Bible says no one comes to the Father except the Spirit draw him. No one comes to, uh, to Jesus except the Father draw him. We also understand from Romans 10 and 10 that unless we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we'll not be saved. It's a choice that you and I have to make. We have to lean on God. We have to submit our ways to God. We have to yield to him and lean on him. And what that means is that when you begin to lean on God, he may ask you to do something you've not been doing yet. When you lean on God, he may ask you to give something up that's a hindrance in your life. Well, what should we do if our tour guide says, let that go? What should we do? We should let it go. Why? Because he knows the path. He knows what's around the corner. He knows what's in front of us. And when he says to do that, what should we do? We should do it. We should let it go. Remember I talked about remote control? That's what I'm talking about. When the Holy Spirit says left, what do we as believers do? We go left. When he says Talk to that person. What do we as believers do? We talk to them. When he says, I want you to get your word out and read this scripture, what do we do? We get it out and read it, don't we? You know, it's interesting. We have the opportunity to minister to a lot of people outside of Family Life Church. And people will come to us and ask us for direction. And they'll say, can you help me out with this? I'm believing for this in my life. In some cases, it's, it's healing. In some cases, it's a marriage. In some cases, it's finances. Some of you guys just ministry. How do, I, how do I move forward in ministry? And you might be surprised to know that a lot of times when, when people come to us and they ask for advice, one of the things that we'll say to them is, look, we want to get you into the Word of God because the Word of God is the difference maker. Once you get the Word of God in your heart, the Bible says, the Word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so we need to get the Word of God in your heart where it concerns your life. We'll say, here's what we want to do. Read these scriptures, and we have these messages that we want you to listen to, and, and so on and so forth. And we have this person we want to connect you to. We want to encourage you. Get in the Word every day. Be in the Word every day. The more words you can get in you, the better. The Word is the difference maker. It's your connection to the tour guide. You're listening to what is Word. Proverbs 4.20. Incline your ears to my sayings. Listen to my words. Yield to my words. Submit to my word. And so the Word is an important part. You'd be surprised by how many people come back to us months later, or we'll see in the store or somewhere out and around, we'll, and not get to see them here very often, but see them outside and say, how's it going with that? How are you doing with that? Have you listened to those things? Have you read those scriptures? Well, no, I haven't really gotten to it yet. But will you pray for me? Will you pray that God will help me? Certainly we will, but until you start listening to your Hodesio, until you start following the tour guide, I don't know there's a whole lot we can do for you. We can stand on the bus, grab the microphone, scream and point, but if you're not paying attention and going the direction that he's saying to go, there's not a whole lot we can do. Guys, can I just be real with you today? There's a directed path and we've got to get on that directed path and submit to God and say, God, direct my life. God, direct my life. Not, I want to say I'm on the directed path so everybody else thinks I'm okay. No, skip what everybody else thinks. Get on the directed path because that's where your life's going to be saved. That's where, that's where revelation is. That's where freedom is. That's where power is. We have a friend that's here with us today that began a path a year ago. 
a path of freedom from addiction a year ago. And just this past week celebrated one year of freedom. One year of freedom. I'm looking around. Is, is Chad here? Is, is he here right now? Yeah, he'll be here in the second service. He'll be here second service. Celebrated one year of freedom, church. Free. On his way to a lifetime of freedom. Why? Because he's walking the directed path. Not the I wish it was path. I want it to be path. I wish it could change path. No, the submitted, yielded, inclined, bent, favoring path of following the will of God for your life. It's an every day, every moment path. It's not something you do on the weekend. You do it every moment that you breathe. You allow the Holy Spirit to direct your life. And you say, if I missed it, show me. I'll get back on the path because I don't want to leave this directed path. I don't know where I'm going. And I need you, Hodesio. I need you tour guide. Are you seeing this today? Let me finish with this thought. So the directed path has a guide. The directed path requires us to lean. This final thought today, man, I'm passionate about this. So passionate about this idea, because can I tell you something? This, this is what is going to bring freedom to your and my life. The directed path. This is what's going to bring strength to mine and your life. This is what's going to turn Marion, Ohio around. This is what's going to change your home, change your neighborhood, is when you live the directed life with passion. And so I want to share this final thought with you, and that is this, that the directed path is the greater path. The directed path is the greater path. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12 says this, There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. You know, there are some circumstances in life that where seems right just doesn't cut it. Check this out. It's just how a lot of people feel in life, isn't it? Are you convinced? I'm convinced. Is it right? It seems right. Are you going to do it? It seems like I should do it. Let's go. Wait. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a person, but the end of that way is destruction. You know, when you're walking through the desert and you hear a rattle going on, you don't want, seems like we're at a safe distance. Right? You don't want that. When you're in a rocket countdown about to launch into space and the tower says, uh, flight control, final checks, 10 seconds to go, all systems go. And the guy on the rocket said, seems right. I'd be hitting the eject button right about that time. I'm out of here. Last thing I want to do is be on a rocket where things, it seems like it's going the right direction. No, there's a way 
that we can know. Isaiah 55 and 8 says this. God says this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are not far beyond anything you could imagine, for as just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's directed path for us is greater than anything we could dream up. It's greater than anything we could put together in our imagination. It's far better than things that just seem right. There is a way that is right, and it's God's directed path for our lives. And this is how it begins. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. Proverbs 3, 6 says this, in all your ways, acknowledge God. See, here's the thing. Luck, fortune, skill, timing, they have nothing to do with the believer's reality. And we have to watch how we acknowledge those things in our lives. Talking with people, man, I'm glad that worked out for you. Yeah, I was lucky. So luck gets the credit. Luck gets the credit for keeping you from disaster. No, who gets the credit, church? See, and we have to begin changing the way we speak because how we speak is a result of how we think. And if we're thinking lucky, we're not thinking God. We got to begin to think God and thank God. We got to begin to say, no, I am blessed. God saved me from that. He's leading me out. I have a hodagio. I have a tour guide in this life, and he's showing me things to come. He's keeping me from obstacles, and I'm learning to lean more and more and more on him and yield more and more and more to him. Why? Because he knows where he's going. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just following him. And he's taking me through this life. So I acknowledge God. I acknowledge that I need God. I acknowledge that God knows. I acknowledge he's helping me out. When I succeed, I acknowledge and give glory to God. When I fail, I acknowledge I need to lean on God even more. In all our ways, acknowledge him. Now read Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. See, until you acknowledge he is your guide in life. Until you acknowledge the Holy Spirit as your tour guide, will not follow like we should. Until we acknowledge He is my God. He is my guide. He is my helper. He is my provider. Is God anybody's provider today? Is God anybody's helper today? Is God anybody's strength today? God, anybody's source today. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet this morning and let him know how much you love him. Thank him for all the things that he does in your life. Come on, use your words, express your thanks to him. God, thank you. Thank you for helping us. Holy Spirit, thank you for guiding us. We need you, God. Come on, use your mouth. Express your thanks to God this morning. Acknowledge him right now. Acknowledge him as your God. Thank you, God. Lord, you are our leader. You're the one that's helping us out. You're the one that's providing for us. You're bringing the blessing into your, our lives, God. I acknowledge you. Direct my paths today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Church, can I tell you something? If you're in a place where you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to do this all the more. You need to open your mouth and acknowledge God. God, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for my family. God, I thank you for peace in my home. Holy Spirit, thank you for guiding my life. Show me things to come. Help me make sure I navigate life the way that you have for me. Direct my paths. The directed path is the greater 
is the greater path. Aren't you excited today to know you have a guide in this life? As we go today, I want to invite you onto the directed path. Maybe you're in a place in your life where you have not acknowledged God. You've not acknowledged Jesus as the Messiah, as the Savior of this world, our go-between, the one who's redeemed us from sin, saved us from sin, forgives our sins. Isn't it good to know our sins can be forgiven? Anybody glad about that? Anybody glad nobody can hold your sins against you because you are free in Christ? It's good news. I want to invite you onto that directed path right now. God has a plan for your life. He has a direction for your life. I want to tell you right now, you have a choice. You can choose to follow God or not, and that's completely up to you. We recognize that choice, but can I tell you something? I want to encourage you to choose life. I want to encourage you to choose God. Can I get a witness? Is it the best choice, church? The best choice, bar none. It's not the smoothest road. There are going to be bumps and twists and turns and things to avoid, but on this path, you have a guide. On this path, you have salvation. On this path, you have a light. It's going to help you find your way. So I want to invite you on to the directed path today. If you're here today and you would say, I've never acknowledged Christ as my personal Savior, and you want to do that, make that choice right now, I want, I want to walk you through that. I want to help you with that. I want to help you get on to this path. If that's you, just raise your hand up. We're going to pray together right now. You're saying, that's me. I want to make this choice. I'm coming to the path. Bless the Lord. Maybe you would say, you know what, I know that I've, I've kind of been staring off in the distance. I've gotten distracted. been trying to point my own way. But I'm coming back to the directed path. Anybody here today say that? I'm coming back to the directed path. That's awesome. Church, let's pray this prayer together right now. Just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. You are alive today. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. Be my leader in life. And help me to walk the directed path. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that today's message has been an encouragement to you. If you have any questions or would like more information about Family Life Church, visit us on the web at www.yourfamilylife.org.